You are listening to MAGA Weekly with Brendan Dilly, the California, and Magical Trevor. Uh, we are ready to rock and roll. I'm your host, author, Brendan Dilly. My co-hosts, California and Magical Trevor, are in the house. Uh, we do conduct our spaces a little bit differently than uh, other people, maybe, uh, here at MAGA Weekly. Mostly, we don't really call on people. And I know that that maybe isn't in the spirit of what spaces is all about. Uh, but I frankly don't have the fucking patience. So this is going to be three guys discussing what has happened in the world of MAGA over the last seven days, especially what's happened today. Um, you can raise your hand and do all the things you normally would, but you're just going to get ignored. So don't take it personally. It's just the way we run things around here. Uh, it's it's pretty uh, hard to get the mic away from us on this spaces. And if you want to hear from other people uh, in spaces, your fellow Twitter users, well, then you're welcome to start your own spaces. But on this one, uh, you're going to get the three of us. So <laughs> that's just kind of how we roll around here. So, all right, boys, let's open it up. Let's talk about this thing. And we're going to lead with the, the story. We're not going to make everybody wait. Uh, we could, but we're not going to. Let's just start with, with this this uh, announcement of an announcement on Twitter tomorrow evening that Rob DeSantis is going to be launching a presidential bid and he's doing so with a sit-down interview with the owner of Twitter, Elon Musk. Uh, let me, you know what? We're going to start with you guys first. Trev, I'm going to go to you first. Trev, your immediate reaction and thoughts on this. Take your time, lay it out for us, and then we're going to go to you, Mike, and then I'll I'll, uh, I'll wrap up my thoughts, which I'm sure will parrot a lot of what you guys have to say. Trev, thoughts on this, dude? Well, I think it's great that, you know, they've set up this whole dog and pony show and lit it on fire and flung it by catapult over the moon so that we can all observe it go down in flames here in the next couple of days. I mean, they've drawn so much attention to this like little party that it's, it's going to be amazing. I can't wait. I mean, I was hoping that he was going to throw his hat in the ring because I want to end this whole man's career because he's such a backstabbing asshole uh, and, and everyone associated with him. Um, it, it's just, it, I'm so glad that it's finally going to be out in the open. Um, and I think, uh, you know, it, I think doing opening it this way in this spectacular fashion is going to continue to show the types of people that support Ron DeSantis and what they're about and how, and, and, and their place in society and open, I think a lot of people's eyes. I mean, I sent a tweet out this afternoon. It was just like, you know, you've got this guy who's supposedly, you know, not establishment and he's totally not a swamp monster. And, you know, he's absolutely the everyman, you know, blue collar bulldog, all this other shit. And he's being interviewed by the world's richest man to get his, you know, to launch his presidential campaign. So I can't wait. I can't wait to, uh, to poke holes in every little thing. We're going to, uh, tomorrow night is going to be a shit show. I know there's some things that are floating around. People are saying, Oh, you know, take the night off Twitter. We're going to you know, make Twitter go dark. You're not going to do anything. You're not going to make Twitter go dark. You look exactly like those those people on the left that got all pissed off when, uh, you know, when Elon took over and they were like, I'm leaving Twitter. Yeah. OK, no, don't do that. Be here. Be here. Show a force. Show up in the space. Show up on Twitter, tweet out your memes, tweet out our memes, and and just harass the shit out of these people, so that it diminishes this thing that they're trying to be, you know, make all fanfare and fireworks. 
I absolutely agree, Trev. Mike, let's go to you, dude. Lay it on us. I really don't have anything to say, bro. No. Um, this is a. Uh, I, I want MAGA to know that we aren't like, oh, no, that we're so devastated. This lights a fire. I mean, we're already in third gear. We're going pedal down. I mean, hell, I just friggin' put together a meme in about two hours. It's like, we are so motivated to politically destroy this man and his, uh, his weird looking life. And so we are fired up. Um, I think they overshot their load as usual. I mean, I had one of the stimps, the simps going, well, you don't understand. He's doing four other events. I'm like, yeah, well, we'll destroy him one at a time, bro. It's like, they're so dumb. Right. And Katrina Pearson tweeting their logo. Like it's a gator in a swamp. I mean, are you so that your lack of self-awareness is so hilarious. Hey bro, we have a logo and it's a swamp and it's a gator and, uh, yeah, dude. Hey, I'd also like to point out, Mike, just real quick. I don't even know if you know this, you know, that's a stock photo from Adobe, right? Yeah. Yeah, totally. I saw somebody post. They couldn't be bothered to hire an artist to draw them a fucking logo. No, they can't, they can't afford it, dude. Sorry. Continue. No, it's just funny, dude. And it's like, we had talked this morning, bro, about, you know, they were getting cratered in March when we started lighting them up. And so they went out and got Jeff Rowe. If you guys don't remember, Jeff Rowe run Ted Cruz's campaign. And in Iowa, Brendan said this before, in Iowa, the night before the election, the primary, they robocalled telling people that Ben Carson's going to drop out, vote for Ted, right? And they were snagged royally. So Meatball... To have all the money in the world, allegedly globalists, they went out and got Jeff Rowe because they were getting their ass kicked. And so now they're getting their ass kicked even more. Everything they do is on display. So I am overjoyed that he's going on. I mean, how great. Safe space. You don't want, you don't want people to see him picking his nose. I mean, we're highlighting everything. Every video I pull up of him, he's picking his nose and <laughs> rubbing his face. I mean, we live for this shit, dude. They have no idea. They have to pay people to do mediocre work. We do it for free, and we're a fucking nuclear bomb, dude. And and each of us are nukes. And so people out there, MAGA, three, MAGA the 300, you guys, Brandy with a B, everybody's memeing and coming into their own, and I love it. And so everybody's a memer. I need you to be loud and screaming from the top of your voice, what a piece of shit. DeSantis is and all his shills and uh, Max and all their the losers. Um, it's just funny, dude. I could talk forever. I could do a two hour sermon on these clowns. <laughs> all right. Well, the good news is you don't have to do a full two hours, but it's my turn to break this thing down. Um, I have questions. I have questions of legitimacy. I have questions of strategic uh, st- strategically. So a few things I want to address first and foremost for months, nearly six months, we have been insulted. We have been uh, browbeat. We have dealt with ugly, nonsensical DeSantis people telling us that we shouldn't be critical of the governor of Florida because he quote, wasn't even running for president for months. This went on. His idiot, uh, who's a PR lady, or I don't even know what the fuck her job is, but Christina Peshaw parroted the same language 
for months. DeSantis himself, the sanctimonious prick that he is, went on countless interviews pretending to shill a book that nobody asked for and nobody gave a shit about. He abandoned the state of Florida three months after being sworn in and uh, essentially promising to uh, serve his full four-year term. So three, three months later, he went on a national tour pretending to promote a book while everyone in America was aware that it was a shadow campaign. And he put this entire fucking thing together to avoid legal ramifications of violating Florida law regarding campaigning for higher office. That just gets us to May or April rather. Then he takes the same bullshit on the road across the pond and he goes on a world tour that is a colossal failure. And he goes and he embarrasses himself in Japan and he embarrasses himself in Britain and he embarrasses himself in Israel. And then he returns home and he's down an additional nine points in the polls. And all the while, as he's doing these nonsensical actions where he is not in any way serving his duty, serving his office that he has just recently obtained in the 2022 mid, uh, midterm election and, and gubernatorial race, as he completely abandons Florida, he then still continues this ridiculous uh, front that I haven't even announced that I'm running. Are you kidding me? I haven't even said that I'm running. All in the hopes of rolling out a campaign that nobody wants. The entire premise of the DeSantis 2024 campaign was that they all believed that if they built it out this way with the nonstop uh, persecution of Donald Trump, they believed that American voters by April and May would be so tired of all of the Trump drama involving courtrooms and and uh, all the court cases that the voter would be the one begging, demanding that DeSantis run for president. That's how they game planned this out. And they completely fucked it up because the American voter at no point said, you know what, I'm tired of Donald Trump and what all of these legal cases. And instead, they got this so fucking wrong that every time the Department of Justice or these attorney generals or anyone else investigated and or brought nonsensical cases against Donald Trump, the American voter was so angry by this behavior, his polling numbers went up with each subsequent investigation. And DeSantis completely misread the American voter, which is why you, his decision to do what he's doing now, to de the decision to go and announce you're running for president after just getting reelected as governor, and the way you do it is not standing in front of uh, thousands of Floridians who've been waiting for this moment. The way you do it is by going on a platform, a social media platform that was one of the most highly leveraged and manipulated fucking social media platforms in the world during the 2020 election so that they could install Biden. And from an optic standpoint, Team Meatball, Team DeSantis thought, 
this will look really fucking good if we go on and have a sit down with the richest guy on planet Earth who is also an anti-Trump guy on his social media platform where he exhibits total and complete fucking rule over anyone and everyone. And they thought that this was going to be a good optic. The entire planet was melting down four months ago over the revelations of what had happened between Twitter and the federal government and the biases that exist. And the way you're going to get around and over those biases are by having the fucking owner of a platform where the guy has 140 million followers. You're going to have him be the one to interview you. Not only is it stupid, fundamentally, it's fucking stupid. I get why they're doing it, but it's still stupid. It's stupid for Elon Musk because he completely undermines his entire argument about anything he ever fucking had to say about Jack Dorsey or about Mark Zuckerberg throwing their weight around and letting their politics cloud the operation of their platforms. Literally, he's a hypocrite and he needs to fucking go look in a mirror. You're the owner of the platform. So unless Elon's dumbass is going to come out here and announce I've invited every other candidate for the 2024 election to be interviewed by me personally, unless he fucking says that, then this doesn't look like anything other than the same shit we just dealt with in 2020. What this looks like is Elon Musk looked at Facebook and Zuckerberg and how Zuck bought the presidency for Joe Biden and went, well, fuck, I'm richer than that guy. I could do that. And here we are seven months later, and it looks like he's doing the exact same shit. I don't know how anybody from an optic standpoint thought this was a good idea. Furthermore, the idea that you would roll out a candidacy for a guy that's never Trump, a guy that essentially appeals to a base that is predominantly over the age of 60, probably over the age of 65. Never Trump didn't get any younger after Ted Cruz, okay? You're rolling out this allegedly super exciting presidential campaign on a platform where two thirds of the fucking people in every poll you touch vote essentially are saying they want Trump. Did I blink and miss the entire never Trump 75 year old crowd on Twitter? Did I not see them? Am I like dreaming? So there's numerous, I have numerous problems with this. I have an issue with whether or not the FEC is going to look at this as an in-kind donation. If, if Elon Musk gives only one candidate access to approximately his 140 million followers, how is that not an in-kind donation directly from Twitter to the DeSantis campaign? If any, like, when is he sitting down with fat-ass Chris Christie for his one-on-one? When is Nikki Haley getting her Twitter spaces one-on-one with Elon Musk? Because if those things aren't happening, then this is absolutely 100% an in-kind donation. This is the clunkiest, most contrived bullshit campaign rollout I've ever seen from somebody for a campaign that nobody wanted. The public doesn't want this. Nobody is is, uh, at this juncture. The only thing DeSantis is actually vying for are the voters who are supporting currently Tim Scott, Nikki Haley, fat-ass Chris Christie, Mike Pence. He's not, or the the Rashwami guy. He's not actually going after Trump voters. That's already been baked in to this uh, equation. So I'm actually stunned 
that this is how they've chosen to roll it out. Um, I'm stunned that Elon thought this was going to be a good idea, given the optics of a totally un, uh, now biased fucking platform, including the owner of it. I think he was working really hard to add some credibility back to this platform. And then he hires that bitch from the World Economic Forum two weeks ago to be the CEO, then announces they're bringing back thousands of shit can Twitter employees. And then in the week that he that we find out he's going to be the one essentially rolling out the DeSantis campaign, we all get to go through mass amounts of censorship and throttling. It just seems to me it's more the same. I, I don't know if it's possible for me or many other in MAGA to be more pro-Trump than I am right now. I'm literally at the point now that there isn't a fucking, not that there was a word before, but at this point, I don't even want to hear your counterpoints because everyone is telling you who they are the second they tell you, oh yeah, I'm, I'm against Trump. All of their behavior, all you need to know about these people right out the gate is, okay, these people are not America first. They were frauds the entire fucking time. They're there for a paycheck. And now they're following through with it, but with this absolutely contrived rollout and all they're trying. And it's so weird. Mike, Trev, I want to bring you guys both back in here. How in the fuck are they really pretending at the DeSantis campaign that rolling out his presidential campaign with the fucking electric car guy is somehow a good like, do they think that their boomer ass voters are going to be blown away by the guy who makes the shitty electric cars with low range uh, being the guy to roll it out for them. Trev, I want to start with no. you. Go. I, no, I don't, I don't think they will. The, the other couple of interesting points is, is that, you know, they, they're having this guy moderate it, who was um, a big donor for DeSantis in 21 and, you know, was a, a big. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. There, <laughs> why does Elon need a moderator? I, I don't know, but uh, that this is what I'm seeing. Um, I, I'm trying to get my source on that, but I, just to kind of continue a little bit, I'll, I'll come back to that in a second. But um, just the fact that they've got this guy doing this, and 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 that uh, you know he's basically made a, a comment to the fact of, oh yeah, we're going to let everybody, we're going to let everybody do that. Um, the problem is, is that the first one is really the only one that matters. The first one is going to be the one that everybody remembers. The first one is what sets the tone for any of these going forward. Everybody's going to be answering to the first one who does a, who does a Twitter space interview. Um, you know, I don't understand why, um, Elon's going this route. Why not have a Twitter town hall or a Twitter debate? Maybe he's planning on doing that. The problem is, is that n nobody who is like, like you were saying, nobody who is, you know, in the age bracket that is really looking strongly at DeSantis uh, with a few exceptions are actually going to be interested in watching or listening to this thing on Twitter. Uh, the other thing that he mentioned uh, in the interview that he had was that, um, it's going to be an open format. It's going to be unscripted questions. And the way he worded it, um, it was like they were going to take questions from the audience. I, I don't know how that's going to work. And I can't see, I mean, just from what I've seen of spaces so far, I don't know how that could potentially work. But, you know, I just see this as being a massive problem because if they do do that, I mean, how are, are who's moderating the questions? Is it this? Is it this guy? Back to that guy. Um, I'm trying to find his name right now. Mike, did you want to chime in real quick while I look this up? 
Yeah, it, well, Trev, you bring a good point because it's not a, um, it's literally a, an infomercial for free, right? It's gonna be a moderator. Well, it's not a town hall. Uh, they're not selling ads. This is full on a free gifting uh, to DeSantis. So uh, the beautiful part's gonna be that with the greatest promotion of all time, people are still gonna go, ah, fuck that guy. And it's going to be hilarious because the DeSims think if if our message, the Florida blueprint, it's already coming back around that people don't want the Florida blueprint. It's ghetto, right? And it's like people don't like it. Some people like it. Some people don't. But the problem with DeSantis people is that they want it both ways, right? Oh, here's, here's Trump uh, with pictures endorsing Paul Ryan. Well, he was the speaker and Trump was the president. Yeah, but... Well, here's a picture of DeSantis with uh, his kids in a mega commercial. Oh, well, things change. They want both sides of it. They want to claim they own COVID. But then when you see uh, DeSantis pushing expediting rendisivir, they're like, well, uh, uh, Fauci, Trump. It's like you can't have both sides of it. So they want to use campaign style 2015 and try to tell us, oh, well, Trump's been married three times and, and all this stuff. That's like. Okay, yeah, we went through that six, seven years ago, and we said, we don't give a fuck. We want Trump. So the fact that they're doing this shows that they're desperate. And so this Elon this Elon thing is extremely dumb, and it ruins. I, I agree with what you said, Brendan. It ruins. Elon Musk just ruined his credibility forever because he was supposed to be different, right? He yeah. didn't, he didn't, he had, he had Meatball announce it. He didn't come out and tweet to his 140 million people. I'm going to do this, and it's open for all other candidates. This is a thing we're going to do here at Twitter because we're all about free speech. No, it's like some dumbass infomercial. It's it's totally. You know what, Mike? Real quick before you move off that point, and and we'll go back to you, Trev. You're absolutely right. This was a huge fuck up. I don't know why Elon would allow Team DeSantis to roll out this news. The only way that you could have framed this in a way that would have allowed Elon to save face and look nonpartisan and like he's not on the fucking in the you know, like he's not on the take for DeSantis would have been for he to come out and say, I've decided to host this Q&A with, you know, uh, Ron DeSantis from Florida and I'm going to ask him some questions. And he says he also has an announcement he wants to make. That's the only way he could have done it and maintained his credibility. So I don't know if that was the plan and he got undercut by those fucking amateurs over at Team DeSantis or if he just didn't realize how absolutely horrendous this was going to look publicly for it to be rolled out the way it got rolled out. But Trev, I want to go back to you. What, uh, go ahead and follow up on what you were saying earlier, man. Yeah, uh, so the guy's name is David Sachs. Uh, apparently, he hosted a fundraiser for DeSantis in 2021. He's moderating the thing. Um, now, some of this is so coming, totally, uh, totally non-biased is what you're saying. Right. Totally non-biased. Um, yeah, and so uh, I guess the plan is, is on Wednesday, he's going to have some big shindig at the Four Seasons in uh, Miami. Uh, and then at six o'clock that evening, uh, you know, he's going to make his announcement with uh, with that Twitter space with Elon. And th- yeah, so this David Sachs guy is a big tech investor, uh, which is also, you know, kind of stinky. Um, and and like I said, he, he he previously supported and did fundraising and stuff for for DeSantis as well. Um, yeah, and 
more on like what you were saying there is I think that was the plan because like just listening to what Elon had said about it was is that you know there he was going to do an interview on Twitter with uh, almost exactly like that uh, he's going to do an inter- interview on Twitter with DeSantis and he has some announcement and then of course it broke that oh he's announcing the the presidency and you got like Casey DeSantis trying to play coy with her ooh big if true you know things like oh wow not an original thought amongst them um and and yeah, so it's 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 pretty interesting how this is kind of unfolding, and I, I think just like everything else they do, it, you know, everything they touch turns to shit. Uh, it, it, this is doing the same thing. Well, and something I want to bring to your guys' attention because there's a lot of Trump supporters in here, and I know you guys constantly are inundated, especially from Team Meatball, with you are a cult now, right? That you're you're in love with a cult character. And you will do anything he says. And like, you're just here because Donald Trump told you. All right. Let me explain something, not necessarily to you guys, but to all the people who are going to end up listening to this later on. And certainly this is something you can keep in your back pocket for every time one of these people says this to you. When somebody tells you that they are supporting uh, DeSantis over Trump, especially today. And they say, I want DeSantis as my president rather than Donald Trump. And you say, why? They're going to tell you everything that they think is wrong with Donald Trump. They're not going to say shit about DeSantis's policies as as a future president. Do you want to know why? Because he hasn't fucking put any policy positions out. So if you haven't put any policy positions out whatsoever on how you plan on governing the the, uh, United States of America, then wouldn't the people who are participating in cult-like behavior be the ones who are blindly following you on a hope and a fucking prayer without actually knowing what your policy positions are? See, if you ask anybody in here who are currently Trump supporters what aspect of Agenda 47 they are most excited about and why they're excited about it, almost every person in here I'd be willing to bet can tell you I'm most excited about destroying the cartel and using the military to do it. I'm most excited about his plan and his vision for securing the borders of the United States of America. I'm most excited. It's all policy driven. That is the antithesis of a fucking cult. If hey, Donald Brandon, Trump, Brandon, where, where yes. is fighting woke on your list? Right. Exactly, dude. This is what I'm saying is they don't actually have policy defense because he hasn't ruled out any policy platforms which means they are blindly and this is where they're really fucked up is you were either paid to get out here and chill and push this asshole without really knowing what his policy stance on things are or you are in fact the uh never trump trump derangement syndrome suffering individual who's decided that you're gonna prop up anybody but donald trump So this is the same pile of shit we dealt with the first time, and it's known as Cruise Crew. It's the same fucking people. It's the same never Trump people who still have never gotten over their Trump derangement syndrome. And that's why they're playing revisionist revisionist history with his presidency, because they do not want to have to acknowledge that their country was infinitely better under Donald Trump and they were wrong in 2016. And they're going to be wrong in 2024. So this whole thing to me, I think, is is really awkward that Team DeSantis, and this is something I said on The Dilly Show, and Mike and Trev, I said this on the show. I'm going to reiterate it here, but I want your guys' thoughts on this. 
there isn't anything left that Team DeSantis can say as a negative attack to siphon people from Trump. Every negative attack is already baked into Trump's polling numbers. I don't know which retards they've got working over at Team DeSantis who don't actually understand political science. But when you're going against a candidate who has been through what Donald Trump has been through, who continues to regularly poll in the high 50s and low 60s in every poll, it means that the the people supporting him, that 58, 59, 60 percent, have already accounted for in their their formula for how they they decide who they're voting for all of Trump's deficiencies or perceived deficiencies or all of the drama. As a matter of fact, there was a large portion of people previously that wouldn't have supported Trump because they didn't like the mean tweets. Well, he doesn't tweet anymore, does he? And so now you've got Donald Trump policy exclusively with no mean tweets and he's polling at 60 percent. What does DeSantis think he's going to say to take essentially points away from Donald Trump that hasn't already been said a million times from deranged communist leftists. And this is why none of these people have figured out there is a path to competing with Donald Trump. There's only one path and no one has ever taken it. And you have to beat him with ideas and you have to maintain the high ground and no one will do that. No one knows how to do it because I don't think they can beat him on ideas. And then they use the attacks because it's the low hanging fruit because attacking Donald Trump will always get you into the teens and twenties, always in any poll, because there's always going to be a segment of the population that is unhinged in suffering from Trump derangement syndrome. So they always take the low hanging fruit and they always miss that they can never actually get above that 25 to 28 percentile because you're you're still focused on all the same shit that the same 25% has always had a problem with while it totally disregarding the fact that his ideas are better than yours. Mike Trev can can DeSantis win in a pissing contest a, a negative attack contest with Donald Trump? No, not not a prayer. And and the thing is dude, you made a great point on the show like how can uh, he he's got nowhere to go. Trump's been bled out on the we had this discussion six months ago about the vax and all this stuff. They got nothing, dude. They got nothing. And they're tweeting right now some of the sims. Oh, oh, Trump has lost the evangelicals forever. What the hell are you talking about, dude? The evangelicals, dude, they love Trump. And half of them think that Trump is delivered on a platter from the Lord on high. I don't think so, but they think so. They're not going to waver. Where are the Latinos for DeSantis signs? Is there coalitions? There's none. Trump's got everything locked up. We got Meatball saying, who's the greatest president ever for Florida? Trump. He was helping with the space program. He, He helped with the hurricanes. He went down there in Miami. They love Mr. Trump. We've seen the videos. So, they're just talking out their ass. And like Obama, DeSantis is just like Obama, dude. He went to Harvard. He was groomed just like Obama, but he's for this side. And we're supposed to buy into this Mitt Romney, John McCain, uh, deep state piece of shit. We're not. And it's so stupid. But they're just saying, oh, well, you know, Trump, Trump can't do this. Trump. We know what Trump can do. This isn't a new election. We're not going to argue about, oh, I don't know what Trump's going to do. We already know. 
with Hillary? We didn't know, but we didn't give a fuck. Now we know Trump's got scoreboard. He can point and go, hey, here. And all they got is, oh, he's he's got unhinged, you know, like you're saying with the tweets. You made a great point, dude. There's nowhere for him to go. They think they're going to be on with Elon and they're going to jump 40 points. Get the fuck out of here. Agreed. Trev, go for it. Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of brings it back to uh, something we discussed last week. You know, we were kind of talking about, like, you know, do we see – once he announces, do we see his his polling go up? And I, and I, I was kind of on the fence on it, but I think definitely no at this point because one of the things I've noticed about with the way people are responding, there's there's a large group of people that don't – they're like, oh, he hasn't announced yet. He's not, he's not running for president. That all goes away tomorrow. So now people are going to be forced to decide one way or, or the other. Trump dominates every single conversation. It, it, it's one of the things that has made him so effective without him even really trying is he dominates every conversation. You think they're going to be talking about DeSantis's policies? No. They're going to be talking about what he what he did in Florida, because that's his whole plan is we're going to make America Florida. Oh, please don't. Um, you know. He's going to talk about how you know, what he did in Florida and then how, how he may try to transpose that to the United States, which I, I don't think he really has a, his head around that yet. What they're going to talk about is Trump. They're going to talk about how he can beat Trump. They're going to talk about Trump attacking him. They're going to talk about what's he going to do about Trump. And they're going to talk about, oh, is he going to debate Trump? It's going to be Trump, 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 Trump. Trump doesn't even have to be there, and he's there. So I, I don't think you're going to hear anything really new out of DeSantis tomorrow. And and I don't know what this interview is going to be all about or what they're going to talk about, but I have a feeling it's going to be mostly about his relationship with Trump. I actually, I agree with that. And I think we're going to get a completely contrived uh, spaces tomorrow night. I have, I have less than zero uh, faith in, in Elon or team DeSantis allowing for an organic, uh, open forum Q and a situation like literally DeSantis can't handle that circumstance. He's not wired that way. He's not wired to be natural and charismatic and off the cuff. He, that is not even, it might might be pre-recorded, bro. How are we to know if it's live? Absolutely correct. For all we know, it could be pre-recorded and we'd never be the wiser for it. We, we wouldn't know. And I'm just telling you right now, because I look at this and I think, this is one of the least likable, charismatic, sort of like organic characters to come out of the Republican side in a really long time. It is highly unlikely you're going to take a guy that stiff and that sort of low energy and allow his rollout of a presidential campaign in an organic Q&A session with shit posters on Twitter. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm supposed to believe that, that you might accidentally click on fuck nuts and he's going to drill you with a question or you might accidentally call on Hogman and he's going to drill you with a question. There is zero chance of that happening, which tells me the whole thing is going to be contrived bullshit. Um, aside from the announcement, which I've spent quite a bit of time and we've spent quite a bit of time skewering, I want to get back to something that is, again, I don't know that the right questions are being asked about this uh, from people who might be leaning DeSantis and, you know, assuming that a large portion of his people are simply they're they're diehard Republicans who are suffering from Trump derangement syndrome. And that is real. That's a thing. There are people who agree with you on abortion and they agree with you on the border and they agree with you on taxes. 
and they still suffer from Trump derangement syndrome. So we're not going to pretend that the Republicans are impervious to TDS. We know that there's a percentage of this party that are full-blown unhinged and will never come back from it. But I want to enter something into your mind that I don't think a lot of people are discussing or not, not enough people have been openly, which is this. Donald Trump is going to siphon off somewhere between 15 and 20% of the Democrat vote in 2024 from Biden. And he can do that because he has already been vetted, not just by the Republican Party. He has been vetted by Democrat voters. And there are a lot of moderate Dems who sit middle left that lived through Trump for four years and went, you know what? That wasn't that fucking bad. They are suffering just the same as you and me. They're paying the same prices on food. They're paying the same prices on gas. They're suffering through the same violence in their communities and criminality that many of us are in uh, metropolitans across the country. And these moderate Democrats are no longer afraid of Trump on abortion because it's already over with. Roe v. Wade was overturned. Some states got tighter on abortion. Some states maintained their stance on it. And at the end of the day, the dust settled on that topic for a lot of these moderate leftists. So then you moved on to, well, Donald Trump will start World War III. And then Donald Trump completely removed that risk for them. They sat through four years of Trump and his tweets and the nonstop, you know, bad press. And at the end of the day, they realized we didn't get any new wars. American service members were safer under Donald Trump than at any other time in the last 100 fucking years. So now you're looking at it and you go, okay, if I'm a Democrat, a moderate Democrat, but I'm not changing, I'm not a Republican, and I'm sure as fuck not MAGA if I'm, if I'm one of these people. But you also know there's no way in hell you're going to vote for Biden again. You're going to try and convince that person. You're going to try to convince that 15 to 20 percent of the Democrat voting party who are going to come out and vote for Donald Trump in 2024 that a guy who's being framed as even more conservative than Trump in DeSantis is the better option for you, Mr. and Mrs. Moderate leftist. They are lying when they say that that by or that uh, DeSantis can beat Biden. He can't. That's why all the polls show Biden ahead of him, because that same group of, of Democrat voters who when they, when you put Trump against Biden, they've now lived through both of those people. They are known evils, so to speak. And they go, this guy was way bad. My life was way better under this guy. I don't care that he was a Republican. He wasn't as scary as everyone told me he was going to be. But when you put DeSantis under there, in that same that same question, they're overwhelmingly turning away from him. And he will not secure his his uh, approval and his, his uh, ability to pull in independence and moderate leftists is damn near zero. And you can't beat the fucking Democrat ballot harvesting machine with just Republican voters. Anybody telling you that is straight up lying to your ass. This is going to require the biggest all hands on deck uh, effort in 2024 to stop Joe Biden in the deep state. It's going to require a 95% of the Republican Party voting for Trump. It's going to require 55% or more of independents voting Trump. And then you've got to siphon off another 15 to 20 percent of Democrats. And that's just to make sure you you build a big enough buffer that they can't fucking cheat. So anybody saying that DeSantis can beat Biden is flat out lying to you. And 
and I, you know what? I don't even think he's going to attempt it. I don't think they're even going to attempt to carry those voters. There is no pivot for DeSantis come a general election against Biden that is going to soften his stance with that 15 to 20 percent of the Democrat uh, party. Mike, am I way off base on this or are you seeing this a little bit the way I am as far as how it's breaking that way? Yeah, no, 100 percent. I mean, what? It, OK, for instance, say there was OK, say there's 70 million mega. Say there was 35 million mega that said, hey, fuck Trump, man. I, I really think this. No one's saying that there's no organic movement. There aren't any. Oh, please run, Ron. It's 100 percent bullshit. All of it. You saw Elon with friggin' Murdoch at the Super Bowl, you know, last refuge kicking ass as usual. It's like it's all created. There's literally clowns right now. Tomorrow, the Trump campaign, Trump, and it ends. It's like you're fucking high. What, what are you talking about? We are more passionate, like you said, Brendan, about Megan now than ever in my whole life. Now that he declared, our go- we were only in third gear. Now we're going to go fifth gear and you're going to see some brutal stuff. And uh, we haven't even really started. So you're 100% correct. There's nowhere to find any votes. There's nowhere. I, I agree, no- Mike. I agree. Trev, Trev, lay it on me, dude. You see where I'm coming from on a, a from an analytic standpoint. How can they even frame this when there's there's not going to be a pivot from DeSantis Towards a gen- I don't think he can pivot to general. I think that the way they've even branded him, it would make it impossible for him to even get maybe 10% of Democrat votes. Am I wrong? No. Um, and I'll put this in a term that, that they like to use. He can't win the general. I mean, he absolutely cannot win the general because the only way he can win the, the primary is to be more Trump than Trump, which that's what everybody's afraid of is a more Trumpy Trump. Um, that's what the, you know, that, that's, that percentage of the Democrats you were talking about is afraid of is a more stringent on, on, you know, stri- stringent pro-life, stringent more, pro-2A. More authoritarian Trump. Exactly. The truth is Donald wasn't, Trump was not no. authoritarian, right? Right. Exactly. So they want, they want somebody that's going to be, uh, you know, who, who would, who would have fired Fauci? Right. Okay. So. He's going to say all these things, and let's say by some weird, you know, consequence, he's able to make it past as, as and and be the nominee for the from the primary. He's going to walk into the general and is going to lose his ass because he's going to have to back up all the things that he said during the primary, and it's going to be hit after hit after hit. Well, you said you were going to abolish abortion. You said that you were going to put guns in teachers' hands. You said that you were going to. And he's going to try to do what he's doing now, which is to be that that, you know, two faced guy that can morph in anything, you know, like like freaking Romney. I'm this guy. You know, I'm this guy now. Uh, And he's going to get caught lying. He's going to get caught with his pants down and he's not going to be able to pivot. He's not going to be able to cover that. And he's going to lose the general because he's just going to be called out as a flat out liar and, you know, and, and flip flopper. No one's going to vote for him. And so, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think even if, if he's able, if he's able to become the, the, the candidate, 100%, he loses the general election. So, and, and okay. And that's what we're talking about is we're talking about, now, we don't even know all of his policies. The, the problem is the perception among many people is that DeSantis 
is going to be a lot more like a war hawk. Like, you know, he's going to be a, essentially a pro-war foreign policy, John McCain, George Bush sort of candidate. And nobody in America has a stomach for that right now. Nobody does. Um, everybody at home are concerned. And they're telling you flat out what's so weird, too, is the American public every week is asked in polling, what are your top concerns in this country? And in order, it is inflation or economy. It's immigration and crime. And Team DeSantis, those are the three topics he has most avoided, like the plague, because he's not in a position to be able, he can't out Trump or even out policy Trump on those three topics. This is what's so bizarre about the rollout of the campaign. By President Trump not being on Twitter and not giving people pause with his mean tweets, it removes the whole uh, sanctimonious, I'm Trump without the baggage because I don't say mean shit. But the problem is you're not that. You're your surrogates, you've ran nothing but a lowbrow, scumbag, uh, social media astroturfing campaign for six fucking months. So you already surrendered the moral high ground. The second you hire that fucking douchebag, Jeff Rowe or whatever from Texas, the second you hire that cocksucker, you've surrendered the moral high ground entirely. It is gone. And that's what Team DeSantis did. And so I don't get a better, more virtuous candidate with DeSantis. I sure as fuck don't get a stronger candidate with DeSantis. I don't get a more believable candidate with DeSantis. And now I don't even get the policies I like with DeSantis, right? With Trump, I know exactly what I'm getting. I mean, I know exactly what I'm getting. And I think that's where they're really underestimating that the American voter has really made up their mind in a lot of cases. And in the flat out, the number of voters in the Republican Party who are essentially Trump or bust, they're they are so committed to him. It is complete. They are undervaluing that totally. And I'll tell you how they're doing it. They're doing polls with really ridiculous questions regarding Donald Trump. And when they can get the person to say, well, under that case, like one of them, I'm sure is like, well, if if Donald Trump can't run, who would you select? And then they go, well, I'd select DeSantis. Then they trot out these polls and go, oh, look, if given the opportunity, and that's not that's not indicative of what the public actually thinks. That's why DeSantis doesn't want to roll out an organic rally style announcement. That's why he's not coming down an escalator with his wife. That's why he's doing it in this forum where they can protect him and control the environment and uh, and roll it out and get maximum announcements and, and maximum views. That's the whole objective. The other thing that we've talked about before, guys, is that the dude doesn't have any name recognition. I call him Rob because it's a it's essentially I started calling him that. And then obviously it made it onto President Trump's desk and he loved it. And they call him Rob, right? I started calling him Rob back in fucking beginning of January. And I explained to some of my contacts that the the psychology behind it was it was it's it's a just a shitty enough nickname because the general public does not know DeSantis's real first name. So yes, it's Ron, but if you call him Rob enough, people that don't know and follow politics just assume, oh yeah, the guy's name's fucking Rob or whatever. And what DeSantis is doing here with Elon is essentially saying, this guy will call me by the right name and I can hopefully be introduced to the general public across this country via the owner of Twitter. I don't think that's going to play well with the Republicans personally. He's, he can kiss MAGA goodbye. That's never happening. 
Um, I don't know what coalition of Republican voters they think they're going to pull from this. But given what we know about the MAGA movement and how many people actually operate in that world, I really don't know who is telling him he can beat Trump. And Mike, that's, I guess, my next question for you. Is this campaign being run and pushed because they believe that they can stop Trump and beat him at the ballot box? Or is it entirely predicated on, are they basing everything they're doing on the idea that Joe Biden and the Department of Justice are going to interfere into this election by indicting President Trump and trying to prosecute him uh, before he can even get through the primary? I, I think it's option three. I think it's that they, they it's the uniparty, man. They're working together. They, Rob, he has no path. That's the Ted Cruz thing. Donald Trump has no path to twelve hundred. Uh, you know, that's the that's what they use. And if they want him to be the end product, if he was really a grassroots politician, his book would have been: Here's how we're dealing with China. Here's what we're doing here. Here's what we're doing here. You'd see excerpts of it everywhere, but you haven't because he doesn't give a fuck and he's being backed. And another thing. How fearful, you've said this before, are they of Trump? If he would have waited to 2028, we wouldn't have vetted him like we did, and he would have cruised in with the blessings of 45. They are panicked, and so they're going to put him out front. And you know somewhere Casey and Rob were like, well, I don't know. I got these videos where my babies are in Trump gear, and nope, we're going to go. We're going to give you millions of dollars, Harper Collins, Rupert Murdoch, and we got the the Paul Ryan machine. We got everything. And when they go, oh, Joe's, you know, they're going to put him in there. They're going to install him like Obama. They don't give a fuck if he he has votes. He's not out there campaigning because he doesn't have to. It's like Joe Biden hiding, right? He's going to get the votes he needs. That's why I stick with your. We're going to overwhelm them on election night. I've been sharing that everywhere. It's not going to be, oh, I'm going to keep my fingers crossed. No, we're going to overwhelm them where they can't cheat, right? They can try. We know they're already going to do it, but we're going to overwhelm them. And that's what we're going to do. And, and I'm all for it, dude. Oh, well, you know, you, all the negativity. They want to suppress you. They want to tell you with these, tw oh, Trump's done. Who's saying that? Who do you know that is... Back to the original point, there is nobody beloved in MAGA who's like, you know what? I'm no longer with 45. Like, say, for instance, um, Martin Luther King's Alveda King, right? Well, you know, I've waited back and forth, and God's telling me I'm going to go with Ron DeSantis. There's none of that. Zero. None of it. Not with evangelicals. Nobody. The only people representing DeSantis are former MAGA Pieces of shit getting paid. You want to go down the list? You can go down the list. I can name 30 of them. There's nobody where you go, wow, Dr. Ben Carson's for DeSantis. No, there's nobody like that. Zero. That's why I know it's fake. So they're going to propaganda. They got the Trump thing, you know, the Fox News. I don't know, dude. It's all do, bullshit. Do you, think that's part of, do you think that's a big part of their strategy, though, Mike? Do you think it is? Well, don't worry. The, the Department of Justice is going to serve up the rest of what we need to get him to, to finish it off Donald Trump once and for all. Do you think that's part of this strategy? It's cooked into their strategy? I think it was on paper in the original plan, but Elon effed up by letting us back in here. Because if not, 
and all people would have been scared. Oh, you're right. Trump can't win. We need to go with this younger Trump. But we're here going, uh, no, that guy keeps picking his nose. He's weird as fuck. He keeps glitching like a robot and he treats the common man like shit. Oh, how do you know? Oh, well, I I'm showing videos of him on C-SPAN. So Ron DeSantis' greatest enemy is Ron DeSantis. That's why you have the most powerful rich man on earth doing a behind the scenes. It's literally a safe spaces, right? Because Ron you DeSantis, know what, Mike? We, Ron DeSantis you, you just, is a pussy. Yeah, you just touched on the, uh, the, the subject that we haven't even got to yet, which is, and that's really, I feel like it, there's a lot of weakness you can have as a candidate. And I don't want to get into this yet. We'll get into it in a few minutes, but Wiping your boogers on people at campaign events is super bad look. Like, that's a rough one. Um, repeatedly rubbing your face, nose, boogers, and then smearing them on people in wheelchair shirts or uh, immediately shaking the hands of people after you've just been wiping boogers from your face. Uh, that's a really, really, really bad look, dude. And, and then the thing is, is once we caught that uh, and then you started going back through his history of, of videos – this is clearly some kind of a weird nervous tick where he's just like, and I don't know, maybe it's like a passive aggressive way of like asserting dominance in a situation when you're five foot seven and wearing lifts. You're like, well, I'm not bigger than you and I'm not smarter than you and I'm not richer than you, but I just like quietly smeared boogers on your jacket and you don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm looking into this a little too deep, but Trev, uh, do you think that they are, are banking on a, on, on basically president Trump eventually cratering to the pressure of constant, uh, you know, courtroom drama. Is that baked into the DeSantis uh, plan in path to the uh, nomination? Yep. A hundred percent. And here's where I see this going. The, um, if you look at the the people behind DeSantis, it's, you've got Ron Paul, you've got the Bushes, you've got a lot of these, um, no, Paul Ryan, not Ron Paul. Yeah. Sorry. Ron, <laughs> Paul Ryan, not Ron Paul. Thank you. Uh, Paul Ryan and you know, the Bushes and some of these, um, you know, these these donors and backers that were never Trumpers, all these other things that have been kind of stacked against Trump. All these people are the people that are behind this push from Ron DeSantis. What they're banking on is either A, Trump gets nailed by some miscarriage of justice completely, and it either disqualifies him or makes him otherwise unavailable to run. And Ron DeSantis wins and they have a puppet in office or it demoralizes him and pulls enough votes away from him that he loses the primary and keeps him scrambling to pat Ron DeSantis instead of pushing his policies where they have kind of messed up along the way is the fact that he's been able to successfully do both for the last six months. He's been able to combat Ron DeSantis and, and, and point out the ludicrousy of his campaign while at the same time putting forth new and good ideas that are exciting people and that are igniting the base and that are bringing in new people as well. I mean, you look at like Tim Poole, the guy that was sitting on the fence last, you know, in 2020, he was like, eh, I guess I'll vote for Trump too. No, Trump has to win. Trump has to win. It's the redemption arc. He has to win. You know, it, you don't just get that because, oh, well, hey, you know, he's kind of a good president. He's putting forth ideas that people really like that resonate with people and he's able to point out the ludicrousy of, of Ron DeSantis' campaign. But th what they're doing is they're banking on either he gets popped by the law for something and, and is unable to run, or they can demoralize him, which they can't do. They can't demoralize Donald Trump because he has all of us 
everybody in this room, everybody on Twitter that are behind um, Trump, they have all of us there continuously supporting them. And that's why supporting them is important. Donate when you can, uh, you know, go out and, and just words of encouragement, retweeting his stuff. You see something he posts on social, on Truth Social, carrying it over to Twitter and shoving it into the faces of these DeSantards is the biggest way that we can show support for Trump aside from directly donating to the campaign. And that's how he knows that, you know, he can keep fighting because he's not going to get discouraged. He's not going to get demoralized. So that tactic's not going to work. So literally the only thing they have playing in their favor is that something happens, some miscarriage of justice, which, you know, who, who knows? You know, it's funny about what you just said. And this is, um, and very true. Great points, by the way, Trev, people, we always, you know, and human beings do this, right? We, we innately project our own experiences onto other people, right? Like, we do this thing where we go, oh, my God, I don't know what I would do in his position, right? Like, I don't know how he deals with it. And they, they ask him these questions. They ask him these questions. They go, I don't know how you deal with it. I don't know what, what would make you do this. You're just crazy. Okay. Something I got to help you guys out on. He's not like you or me. And I'm talking to every one of you. There's not a motherfucker in this spaces right now that could relate to Donald Trump and where his psyche is actually at. He's been under constant attack for eight fucking years. He looks younger now than he did in 2015. Do you want to know why? He likes it. They made him younger. They actually turned him younger. People like Donald Trump don't thrive on, on passive, easy lifestyle. That's not why he became a developer. You don't. He's a developer in one of the most difficult or was in the, one of the most difficult markets on planet Earth. One of the most highly competitive cutthroat backstabbing scary places on planet earth where if you even make one wrong decision one wrong fucking buy at the wrong time you can lose everything permanently there is no recovering there is no coming back so when you look at donald trump and you see the quote fights or you say oh my god he's in court again he's a fucking real estate developer donald trump has lived inside of a courtroom for 50 years because that's part of the deal when you decide you want to pursue being a billionaire real estate developer, you pretty much live in courtrooms. So that's the other thing is they completely underestimate who he is. And part of that is their own fault. When you refuse to respect the legitimate accomplishments of your enemy and you completely refuse to acknowledge the truth of who they are, even if you don't agree with their policies or you don't agree with their uh, agenda or their pursuit or whatever it is. But when you are so blind to the realities of who that individual is, you find yourself in the circumstance that so many of these Trump derangement syndrome suffering people find themselves. Whether they like it or not, Donald Trump is made to brawl. He likes it. It's not that he just has figured out a way to fight back. It's that he is quite literally invigorated by it it's why he looks younger right now it's why he sounds more energized than he is right now he is so pumped and he's gonna stay that way because how often at 76 years old when you're a multi-billionaire and you've been a multi-billionaire for your entire fucking life almost all of your kids are almost grown they're all successful and happy You've had all of the beautiful women and you finally depict one to settle down with and she's 25 years younger than you and she's beautiful and smart and you're happily married and you live on essentially paradise. When you have all of that, 
Do you know how fucking hard it is to stay motivated at 76 years old when that's been your life? You literally require external conflict to stay interested in shit. All champions go through this. Tom Brady, Michael Jordan, any pro athlete that you go through the line who's had a, a, an incredible legacy will tell you what makes them better is incredible opposition and competitiveness. That it, the easier it gets, the more bored you get. And there's nothing that is more detrimental to someone like Donald Trump than boredom. And all of his enemies have ensured that he never gets bored. And so they've actually took what could have been eight years of Donald Trump and these dumb fucks somehow turned it into 12 full years. They prolonged Trump because guess what? You got stuck with Biden in office, but everyone still had eyeballs on Trump at all times, all the time, the entire presidency. Every decision Biden made was immediately questioned. And then the question was posed to Trump. Well, what would you have done? Well, what would you have done? How would you have handled the Afghanistan pullout? How would you have handled this? How would you be dealing with Russia and Ukraine? They didn't even get their actual four years of Biden because all they did was prolong Trump while he wasn't at the at the wheel. And all it did was give people a deeper appreciation for who Donald Trump is. So all of you, when you when you pray for Donald Trump, you pray for America, just pray that he keeps having fun. Because the second he stops having fun fighting people and he stops having fun getting in the ring is when you got a problem. But so long as he's interested and he's having fun with it, all of these attacks, all of this shit will never work. It will never ever work. And I, I don't know how so many of these political pundits have completely missed some of the most obvious points of Trump. And I think it goes back to what I was saying is I think the Trump derangement syndrome has removed their ability to, to objectively look at him at, at his strengths and his weaknesses. And they're in, it's impossible for them to give credit for where, where it's due, which is whether you like it or not, Donald Trump has become more presidential. From if you go back to where he was in 15 to where he is now, he is somehow he's threading the needle of being extremely aggressive and a fighter while maintaining his presidential um, his, his attitude and his in his answers. And at that that is one of the hardest needles for him to have thread. And he's figured it out. And I think that's what has a lot of these guys really, really shook. And I think that's what caused people like Elon Musk, somebody who's heavily dependent on Donald Trump not getting back in office and enforcing his hand regarding where his Teslas are manufactured. He doesn't want to deal with that problem. With Joe, he can continue to use slave labor in China until he's blue in the face. With Trump, uh-oh, I might have a little problem with tariffs if I keep manufacturing my cars over in China using slave labor. Anyway, Mike, I want to bring you back in here because I want to go back to something. We brought it up last week, and, and I want to kind of lighten it up a little bit in here. And we just started to talk about it. Dude, um, you are pouring through videos every day. You you catch videos that no one else is willing to sit through. And I got to be honest, with you, I don't know how you do it. Some of the people you're sitting through, uh, God help you, dude. I don't know how you sit through Jebba Ellis interviews. I don't know how you sit through Rob DeSantis speeches. You're finding more and more stuff that you come and you put it out on Twitter. And you go, what the fuck is this? Most of what you're tweeting out is questions. What is this? Mike? Is Rob DeSantis actually weirder than even we thought he was? Yeah, he really is. And so, you know, I, I believe, like, I just pulled up C-SPAN, type in DeSantis, they're like, COVID presser. One minute in, he's like, we exp expedited remdesivir. I called the president personally to get it here. It's like, dude, you literally are killing people. You know, it's like, 
yeah. So it's a pain in the ass, but I love it, dude. I love it. I had so many uh, Biden because uh, the town halls, those C-SPAN things, they have open mics, bro. And so you get to hear. That's yeah, Mike, I, I, I want to stop you right there. I want to give you I want to give you your fucking flowers. Your fines and the open mic stuff are incredible, dude. That clip of him with the state senator that's like, I drove over an hour to be here. And he goes, thanks for doing that. And just turns away from the guy like. Thank you, dumb piece of shit. Like, the guy is clearly there to try and have even his brief moment of 30 seconds, 60 seconds, and DeSantis looks him in the face and goes, yeah, thanks for doing that, and turns his back. We wouldn't catch most of these clips, but you are pouring through the C-SPAN, and you're right, the open microphone C-SPAN clips are a gold mine. Well, let, let me tell you, because I, I taped it live, right? My wife's like, she's like, oh, shit. I taped it. Like it's campaign 2024 on C-SPAN. I watched it live that Saturday morning when the, when the rally was canceled and right at the end of the stage, they, they cut. I'm like, where's the open mic shit? Well, I went back the next day randomly and they added this whole produced, Oh, welcome to Iowa. It was like all like pre-production, like, and so I went through it. And so they put this shit on there that they thought was cool. Right. And they put it on there and I'm like, Oh shit. I still have it. It's 25 minutes of mingling at the end. Like he's all, Hey, are we going to go cook the burgers now? And then he wipes his nose, dude, genius stuff. So here's the funny thing. Like we hammered them all last weekend. So Monday they're like, well, let's show Ron in a controlled environment. They took him to that diner. And what happened? Brandy with a B's like, Hey, that prick over there next to DeSantis was the guy that was on the friggin' town hall. What the hell? So even their prepared shit is a fail. So there's no grassroots and they try to do stuff. And so I love the open mics and I'm going to keep watching it. And, and thank God for C-SPAN. I don't mind my tax money well, going to that. Mike, I think he's a weirdo, though. And I think you keep finding more and more of these clips. Like if you catch Donald Trump in a conversation, you're going to hear him like one, either imparting something smart to someone or most likely you catch him on a hot mic. He's going to be funny. Cause he's really funny and you're going to catch him saying some shit. And you're like, dude, Trump's the man. Like you hear what he just said. This is so cringy catching DeSantis being robotic and uncomfortable with your average person. And it's, it really does reinforce a lot of the stories we've heard about him as an individual that he doesn't really like people very much. He's extremely awkward. He's not a very likable person. He's not a very gracious person. And, uh, I don't, I, I think it's very fascinating. Trev, uh, as far as DeSantis, I know you've poured through his videos as well, and he's definitely a fucking weird guy. Um, we've been successfully decimating his non-campaign campaign, and we did all of it on on things he's done in the past or his weird behaviors now. We haven't even got a chance to dig into whatever shitty uh, platform he's going to roll out, dude. What, what, if anything, is he going to say in a policy platform package uh, to avoid getting absolutely decimated by MAGA and Republican voters. Do I mean, it, it, does he know something about some of these problems, uh, ways to solve them? We haven't heard from Trump. Does he have a better way or do you, are you expecting sort of a Mitt Romney esque George Bush esque rollout of uh, policy talking points? I think it's going to be that. I think it's going to be just kind of a Mitt Romney type of uh uh, soft launch that just kind of flops. The uh, the thing is, the bar is so low that pretty much anything that he does is going to be like, yay! You know, like, 
okay, whatever. But um, I don't expect a whole lot out of him. I I, I can't imagine. I mean, I, I think. I mean, and we. I guess we saw it just recently when he made his comments about the, the whole, you know, warp speed stuff. I think he's he's got it in his head that he could focus on the the vax thing and and you know we're never gonna we're never gonna have a Fauci again. We're never gonna have a. Okay, well, great. No one cares. Moving on. Um, I I don't I don't know. I mean, I guess I am interested to find well, out. Me, just because, let me ask you this. Let me. Narrow, I want to drill this down a little bit just for you, Trev. So what, going back to what we said earlier, right, three main topics in America are economics, border, and criminal justice, right? And I, what I guess want to ask you is how the hell is he going to come up with policy platforms that are better economic platforms than what Donald Trump has or better border? That, like, those are the two. Criminal justice, I feel like – I don't. I feel it's a little bit easier to to try and and and, and, and like neutralize Donald Trump's talking points on criminal justice only because Florida does have a couple of pretty good sheriffs down there and and I don't know about the crime statistics across the whole state but I feel like from an optic standpoint that's an easier sales pitch but how is he going to get I guess like is there even a way to to out Trump Trump on economics and and border policy. No, there's not. And like you talk about the crime and stuff like that. Yeah, there are. There are definitely a few good sheriffs, but there have been a few good sheriffs here before Ron DeSantis. I mean, you look at like Grady Judd down in, in Polk County. He's always been that way. Like he's always been no nonsense. We're not taking your shit. Um, we're going to prosecute to you to the fullest extent of the law. And we are going to go after people that traffic children. We're going to go after these. And, and that's the way he's always been. It has nothing to do with Ron DeSantis. And I can't really like looking at the policies that have been introduced. These have all been introduced by Florida legislators. That's, that's not him. That's like the Florida legislature introducing this stuff. Um, he always speaks after the fact. It's like, oh, yeah, we're going to pass this thing that has been proposed. Uh, okay, great. What did you? What was your involvement in it? Well, we're going to pass it. Okay. All right. So I, he doesn't have any solid positions on anything. It's like it, it, the things that he, he claims to have a solid position on, things like Disney and stuff like that, is just a – it's – a shit show you know you look at like i'm i'm gonna be tough on disney okay well now we're at the i'm gonna build a prison next to you Blah, you know i, I well, don't understand like, trev it seems like the, the desantis campaign and i want to follow up on what you're saying though it seems like the desantis campaign they don't have a solution for the problems that americans care no. about so instead they're going to try to get americans to change what they care about because they think that they can beat trump on those subjects Everything Which seems like a really I've, retarded approach. Everything I've heard out of anybody who's been talking about the campaign or has been representing the campaign has all been how Trump is going to fail at all these things. It's not how he's going to succeed. It's going to be how Trump fails at these things, and we need to get somebody fresher in there to do it. That's their whole angle, is that is that Trump fails at these things. Okay, well, first of all, Trump's not a governor, and Trump's not in any uh, position of power at this point. So I don't see where you, you say that because like he's had, you know, a lot of successes given what was going on those four years. He's still got a shit ton of things done. And so what really boils down to, and it always comes to is the COVID shit. So that's their whole position is, is that, Oh, he's going to be better than Trump because Trump failed on these things. Trump, Trump couldn't even get reelected. And it, it goes back to what Trump can't do every single time. Yeah, that's not a winning message at all, dude. And it doesn't address what the voter is concerned about. The voter wants to know, how the fuck are you going to make my food cheaper? 
how are you going to make sure that my job doesn't get, uh, you know, exported to a, a foreign land? You know, these are, I feel like they don't have an answer. And this is what we, we talked about this on the Dilly show. If you go right of, you can't go right of Trump on abortion without losing the general election. And you can't beat Trump on abortion because he's the one who had the courage to put in the Supreme Court justices that overturned Roe v. Wade. So, again, non-starter. You can't go right of Trump on immigration because he took the most aggressive, conservative approach to border uh, protection and immigration this country has experienced maybe in 100 years or more. So you only can go left of him on immigration, which is a losing position. Because everyone wants to go even further right because they're scared shitless about the invasion. So that's Im the immigration side. Then we get to the economic side. How the hell are you going to convince me that a shitty lawyer turned governor who's never succeeded in the private sector somehow has a more firm grasp and plan of economics on a national level than the guy that literally gave us the best economy in like 80 years or more, 100 years, or maybe in America's history. Like, this is the part where this is why they keep moving what they want you to care about. Like, that's the tactic. They can't address what you care about as a voter because well, Donald Trump has already secured that, right? Well, one thing I want to touch on real quick uh, you know, while you're on this su subject, he can't address anything um, – new so all they're gonna ha all the where he's gonna get destroyed is when they fall back on his voting record when they fall back on the fact that he was you know pretty much anti-social security that he's looking to raise the the age of you know retirement and stuff like that they're gonna have his vote that he voted against the the wall that's what the what they're gonna have to fall back on is, is you know all of the things that they said trump didn't do we literally have your voting record dude you you actively voted against these things so that's the unfortunate thing for him is, is that he doesn't have anything that he could put forward and said, I got this done, me, myself, I pushed this, I made this happen. But we do have a re voting record that's just garbage. You know what? Thank you, Trevor. You just allowed the perfect segue into the next subject. Miguelifornia. Uh, our good friend Jay Scott is in here. He did some digging for me because I had heard a little rumor. And then I asked Jay Scott to go dig. And sure enough, all of you MAGA Republican voters, are you aware that Meatball DeSantis, while in Congress, not only voted for uh, giving Puerto Rico statehood, which would give the Democrats an absolutely in perpetuity blue Senate seat and however many uh, congressional seats that would be, he not only voted for Puerto Rico becoming a state, he was a co-sponsor of the fucking bill. Miguel Afornia, were you even aware of this? And did you know Jay Scott had to go through so much digging to even find this because they make it almost impossible now on all things DeSantis? I did not know that. And Jay Scott, good job, bro. Good job. He's, he's, uh, he's amazing. Um, no, I didn't know it. But see, the thing is, it's like in that movie, The Patriot, bro. It's like, Who's this ghost that's fucking slaughtering people? Oh, he's only the here because you killed his kid. We're working for our grandkids here. They created this ghost. They handed us Mitt Romney. They handed us John McStain. We're like, fuck this. I got grandkids. 
I'm going to war for my country. I don't care what the letter is in front of your name, right? So that's where we're at here. So DeSantis, none of it surprises me. All right, boys, I'm making making an executive decision, uh, which is we don't normally allow uh, people. We don't call on anybody, right? But our good friend outlaw J.C. Wells here, he is uh, he is a receipt machine for t- uh, destroying DeSantis, and uh, he's got his hand up. And I'm interested to see what he's going to say because he raised it as soon as I mentioned the uh, the meatball uh, co-sponsoring a bill to make Puerto Rico a state. Let's see what he? Let's see if he can help us out here in, in clarifying. Yeah, I feel like that might be what he what he has a, a comment to say. JC, you there, bro? Or did he disappear? It'll take a minute for his mic to kick oh, in. There Just he is. A second. All right, jump, jump in here, bro. Maybe not. Uh, just a second. It, it takes a second. Trevor, you take a second. <laughs> your, your mom takes a second. <laughs> Dude, Outlaw JC Wells, to, you got the floor, bro. When Open we up voted your mic. to make Trevor, uh, when we voted to make him producer. See, uh, fuck, guys, see what happens. I finally let somebody from the audience participate and he fucking doesn't unmute. Dude, you got the floor. <laughs> I can't I'm, I can't call on you. This is exactly why we don't let the fucking people in the fucking audience participate. Right I'm here. I finally I finally did it. Area, dude, you're such an asshole. Nobody wants to hear from you three dickheads all nonstop. Finally, I'm like, you know what? Someone raised their hands. He's going to have a smart thing to say. I that was my mom. Can you guys hear me? Ah, he just... Yeah, we you got you. We got to you. Drive, bro. <laughs> he's talking. He's up. He's he's here. He's here. Hey, thanks. Thanks. I, I, I'm sorry about that. For some reason, I had to turn my mic on. Somebody muted me. So um, I appreciate it. <laughs> All good. Yeah, no, I, I am aware of the statehood that he was pushing Puerto Rico. And the other thing is that I've been bringing up that people have ignored for the last year is that Florida is the fourth highest illegal immigration crisis in america and these are the things that the desantards don't pay attention to and don't want to hear he did not clean the voter rolls and he is in charge of the fourth worst illegal alien crisis in america and it's all because of what you guys are talking about the election coming up he can't fucking win he can't win this election they're planning a steal and one good point that was brought up yesterday by Newcomb is he believes, and it's a pretty valid point because of how shitty DeSantis is coming across, they're going to bleed him dry of money and switch to supporting uh, Youngkin from Virginia. Don't know if it's valid. All I'm doing is putting it out there. But you guys nailed it before when you said you have to go after them on the issues because he's trying to have a culture war and the DeSantards are all caught up in the culture war that's what they're attacking trump on but if like dilly said if you go after the policies the memers go after the fourth worst illegal alien crisis go after the fact that he's pushing for statehood which most people don't know all of these things well hey jc i want to ask you something real quick bro sorry i just want to jump in because i want to step all over you but I know you know these kind of answers, so I want to ask you real quickly, quickly, because Jay Scott looked something up. Dude, uh, I, I believe the abortion numbers in Florida have skyrocketed since uh, DeSantis became governor. Am I correct on yeah, that? Yeah, it was an abortion destination state. 
That's unbelievable, dude. And that's just the last like four years, correct? It, yeah. No, I, I actually have receipts on that too. And no one, pay, again, nobody pays attention. And that's because, no offense to the original Floridians, but Fl- Florida became a shit magnet during COVID. The weakest and dumbest people in America flocked there because they didn't stand up for themselves. And that's all they care about now is this guy isn't going to make me wear a mask. They don't give a flying fuck about anything else. They care about the mask. And that's what people, you guys are bringing it up. And if you notice, you trigger all of Team DeSantis when you start pointing out the fact that he pushed vaccines, pushed masks. And now if you let people know that it's the fourth highest illegal immigration crisis in America, and that's only what's documented. We don't know how many undocumented are in Florida. Yep. See, now I feel good for having called on you, bro. Thank you. I knew you'd bring the receipts. No, for no, us. I appreciate it. I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to pester, but it was like I was ready to pop. I'm like, wait a second. I've been- no, no, your money, dude, your money. I knew you got the receipts on this guy. I knew you had the goods. So I, I was like, all right, this will add something to this space. So thank you for that. I, I kind of uh, I kind of knew some of that, but you definitely verified and, and had more specific numbers for uh, everybody listening yeah, to this and, right and now. So one thank other you. thing, guys, it's very important because everybody pushes Florida as some type of haven for business it under DeSantis's rule Florida is now no longer a top 10 state to do business in America it fell out of the top 10 it, I even have the receipts on that if any of the memers want receipts I've got a fucking year's worth yes they're gonna need that so thank you Trev jump in here no I mean he's absolutely right and that's that's why we you know like back early on both phantom and i like you know when at the beginning of covid it's like stay the hell out of florida we're out of space in florida don't come to florida no don't come to florida stop migrating to florida because you brought all these you know like you know they talk about limousine liberals and you've got you know like these uh, republicans that are effectively the same thing on the other side that have slid in here and are trying to set this up as another arm of the you know of the uniparty and that it's just it's all going to shit and you know we were doing fine prior to DeSantis. Now it would have it would have been bad under Gillum, and I, I don't believe it would have gone any better with somebody else. Uh, but that is absolutely not a case for DeSantis to be president. No, he he. Had, I mean, we're we're talking about a guy, and most people don't know this. He never held a fucking job, and when people say. He was a teacher. Well, that's not a fucking job. That's a government position, and it's a teacher. It's not creating. It's not leading. And if some asshole says to me again that he was a SEAL, I'm going to barf on them. He, had, he was attached to a SEAL team. He was a douchebag JAG officer that nobody fucking likes. Anybody in the military will attest to that. They're fucking jerk-offs, and they're a dime a dozen. Thanks, bro. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, look. <laughs> Jason's got opinions. Yeah, yeah. He's like, no, I appreciate that. I appreciate him adding in and chiming in, though, because he's driving home points that we obviously – and this is what I keep trying to make this about is is I think DeSantis is cut off at the knees here because Donald Trump is making his 2024 campaign entirely policy-driven. 
and he's pretty much allowing, hey, if you guys want to go defend me on social media, I appreciate that. Go do what you're going to do out there. I'm going to occasionally post on my true social platform to let people know my thoughts on subjects. But he is not detracting from his policy platforms and his successes. And that is a winning strategy for Team Trump. And DeSantis, I think, was expecting to be able to bait him into a pissing match. And so far, it's completely failed. It has not worked. And instead, people are just finding that DeSantis is really what Trump called him, which is sanctimonious. So very interesting. All right, uh, JC, thank you for thank joining you. us, dude. I appreciate thank it. You guys. All right, man. <clears throat> All right, boys, it's time for me to wrap up. We've went a little bit over tonight and uh, I've got to I've got to tend to the kids. But uh, Mike, any final thoughts before we wrap up here? Yeah, I'm going. I'm, I'm, I've been on Twitter the whole time. And um, dude, <laughs> this is what we have on Twitter. Let's do a game day summary of today. So, far, well, it's funny because Casey announced he's going to be president. So people are ripping on Casey going, you just upstaged your husband. What a biatch. That's classic, dude. So that's growing right now. But the main point is the people that live in Florida that love DeSantis that were defending him going, I'm going to be on the fence. I don't think he's going to run. I hope he doesn't. Now those people tonight are going, fuck DeSantis. So I'm seeing more hatred for DeSantis on Twitter tonight, which is triggering the paid for shows. They're out of their mind tonight, dude, because they were told on their PowerPoint Zoom call, this is what's going to happen, and people are going to love Ron and embrace him, and people are ragging on that fucking stupid alligator thing. Savage made a, a tweet of the, the alligator getting shot by Trump. I mean, he hasn't even announced yet, dude. This has been a great day. So, MAGA, heads up. It's a beautiful thing. I can't wait till tomorrow. Great point, bro. Uh, you know what? You're absolutely right, Mike. I think there were a lot of DeSantis people who were really holding their their kind of, you know, keeping their powder dry because they didn't want to believe that the guy that they just worked all of 2022 to get reelected was going to bail on them less than six months into that that uh, four year term. I, I think I they have they have every right to be fucking pissed. Trev, final thoughts, man. Um, yeah, I mean, again, it's, it's absolutely important that, you know, tomorrow we make a show of force and, and talk about all the, you know, the great policies that, that Trump's bringing forward. If they do announce anything, you know, if they do talk about policies and stuff, let's, let's compare and contrast and, you know, as a group and say, you know, here's where Trump does it better. Um, I think it's going to be, like I said, it's going to be important for us to, to show out tomorrow night and, and, you know definitely make sure people hear the message because there's there are still a few people on the fence because they just don't know any better and this is a good opportunity to educate them i absolutely agree and i think tomorrow is the perfect day to roll out any videos showing voting record of DeSantis, showing agenda 47 trump videos anything policy driven you want to roll that shit tomorrow the ad hominem tax and all the, the rhetoric, eh, it's fun, and I'll probably get in the mud a little bit with it because shit posting is what I do. But your kill shots are replying to people with Agenda 47 videos, replying to people with those videos of how DeSantis actually governed during COVID, the truth of that. And a lot of the, you know, J outlaw JC Wells gave us some, some solid uh, information. Look, that you can show the statistics 
He's bad on on economics in Florida. He's been bad on crime. He's bad on immigration, one of the worst places in the country. And he's horrendous in Florida on abortion. So you can bring those receipts. I think that's your your real winning point uh, tomorrow uh, is going to be driving home Agenda 47, why it's superior to what DeSantis is going to be offering, and also the truth about who uh, Ron DeSantis actually is. So great, great points. Thank you to everybody who, who joined us tonight here on MAGA Weekly. We are here every single Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. I'm your host, author, Brendan Dilley. My co-host, Miguel California, Magical Trevor. Uh, Mike, say, actually, you know what? I want both of you guys to highlight your shows. Mike, uh, talk about your show first and then Trev, you a second, because these people are going to want to listen to you guys. You do something totally different than what I do. And I want you guys to share that real quick. Mike, go first. Yeah, I got a morning show six days a week at 5.30 a.m. West Coast. I do a Bible study. Um, this On this show, Mega Weekly, is when I cuss like a sailor. So, you know what? I'm forgiven. But, yeah, it's just a morning show. It's like, hey, we're going to stay. We're gonna spend an hour and thank God. And that's pretty much what it is. And then we go from there. So um, it's growing. It's it's fun, man. It's, it's not religious at all. So come join us, man. We're on Rumble. We're on all the platforms. So. It's a pleasure to be here. All right, Trevin, tell them about Meme TV, man. Yeah, so Meme TV is every Saturday night. We take all the best memes from the the week and some of the not-so-best ones. <laughs> we throw them into a show. Uh, it's a big party. We all get together in the chat and watch the memes together and talk about them and, and poke fun at them and all this other stuff. It's a lot of fun. Uh, we usually, uh, Lauren Eve does a movie afterwards, usually, in her Telegram channel. But if you want to check it out, it's at memetv.win. That's memetv.win. Or go to rumble.memetv.win uh, to catch the show uh, live from there. Excellent. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. Appreciate all of you joining us tonight. God bless you. God bless America. And God bless our president, Donald J. Trump. I'm author Brendan Dilley. I'll be back tomorrow at 12 p.m. Eastern on The Dilley Show. And we three will be back next week at Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern for another episode of MAGA Weekly. Have a great night, you guys.